So this is episode 12 with my brother again. Going on. So on the last one, you, uh, well, you talked a lot about war and stuff. And, yeah. But it was mostly like video game based and stuff. Yeah. But you said you like history a lot. Mm-hmm. So if you had to fight in a war in the olden days. Old, what, what olden days? Say 1600s. Okay. So. Uh, well, no. Like what, what do you, what Let's say eighteen hundreds. Eighteen hundreds. So musket warfare. Yeah. What would what would be your weapon of choice? Musket, bayonet. A musket or a bayonet. Both. You can't have both. <laughs> but you can't have a bayonet without a musket. What do you mean? You can't have it. Wait, just just as a knife. No, you can take the bayonet and hook it onto a stick. <laughs> I use a musket. It's just a regular musket. What would you shoot out of it? Shoot out of it? Yeah. Pellets. You don't eat musket balls. You can't shoot anything else. There's just one type of... Well, actually, well, there's... What if you, like, loaded it full of, like, nails? It doesn't work. It's not big enough. What do you mean it doesn't work? It's not big enough. You could shoot nails out of it? No. Not big enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. Shoot, like, a nail. But it wouldn't be as effective. You could shoot, like... Like, ten nails. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It wouldn't go very far. Like if you it, like, would, it would work if you like lined them up because I've I've loaded nails into a shotgun shell before. That's different. <laughs> that's, that's the same thing. What do you mean it's different? No. It's just it's just it's like an advanced musket. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> How is it not? <laughs> it's a it's a metal tube with a bang at the end. It wouldn't. <laughs> for one thing, you wouldn't be able to load it the same. Why? Because the, the stick wouldn't uh, properly get the nails down. You just pour the powder, pack it down, and then just drop your nails in there and jam them down as far as you can. They would just fall out. The I mean, you're you're in a war in the 1800s. What more do you want? <laughs> All right. Well, it's not like it's going to be like a, a sniper musket. Well, I mean, you have to be somewhat accurate, you know. What, what, you, that's why you're using nails. So but it's like not, a shotgun. They're not. You couldn't. <sighs> what? It wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. Why wouldn't it work? It just wouldn't. So, okay, what if you were like uh, like an infantry guy? It wouldn't work then? Uh, what would you just, Yes, no. What if you were like, so if you're like within 20 yards of somebody, it's well, not going to work? Within like 20 yards. No, I don't think it would. I don't think it would be able to hit him. It would de- uh, definitely hit him within 20 yards. No. 100%. No. Yeah. It'd be difficult. But it, no, I, it wouldn't be, be difficult lucky. at all. It'd be lucky How? to be able to hit him. It's it, it's gonna be so inaccurate. It's probably not gonna go that far. No. You don't think it would even go twenty yards? I don't know. No, the, 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 that would not be very like. I've pretty much done it. No. Yeah. Well, the shotgun is different. A shotgun shell. A shotgun with a shotgun shell. I took the the shotgun shell and cut it in half, and then put it. Uh, I don't remember how I. I cut the shell in half and then put the powder and the wad in it. So it would be packed down and then put it in the gun and then just drop nails down the barrel. And then you, then you shoot it and it's just like a, just like a shotgun. I still think it'll work. <laughs> I've, I've done it. Not with a musket. It's the same thing. It wouldn't be. It's a metal tube. It wouldn't be. It's a little metal tube. You don't tube have near as much power out of a musket as you do with a shotgun. Why? It's just, it just doesn't have some power. It's not designed to hit as hard. What are you talking about? It, they didn't have the type of technology that we do nowadays. Like a shotgun shell, it has um, like a really, really well 
well, the gunpowder is really high quality for one, and it's really well designed to push out um, like as hard as it can. But muskets, they don't hit that hard. Like they don't. You can do it with black powder. It doesn't mean it's possible. <laughs> How does it not? It just doesn't. <laughs> you sound crazy right now. No. So you're just defying physics. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. If you had to take over any country, which one would it be and how would you do it? Mm. That's difficult. See, like the easiest country to take over would be like like a, a South American country or like like an African country, like a, like a poorly poorly um, structured country. But um, like having it wouldn't give you much power. Like it wouldn't put you in a place of power. I feel like... A, like you would take it, but like it wouldn't... It would be stable. There wouldn't be any value there. No. Well, maybe. I'd say I'd say Brazil. Because... you South, take over Brazil? South America has a lot of untapped natural resources. And have, if, have you seen the people in Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> it's like drug cartels. Yeah, but if you could... If you could like... If you could find a way to clear some of it out and establish some stability... How would you... How would you get rid of just the drug cartels? It'd be, it'd have to be ruthless. <laughs> what do you mean you'd have to be ruthless? Like you'd have to, um, like just like go and start killing people you, pretty much. Yeah. You'd have to like, cause the only way to get rid of them is to just pretty much just flush them out. Like you'd have to, have to force them to another country or just kill them off because they're not going to just stand down. <laughs> you don't think so? No. You don't think if you went to Brazil and you just told the drug lords to like, all right, listen, you need to get out. No, <laughs> you, you don't think it's gonna work. I mean, maybe he asked nicely and had like a like a bouquet or something. <laughs> if you send them like an edible arrangement, yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, well, all right, I get it." Maybe. But how would you do it though? Let's see. Well, see, the thing is, let's say, let's say this is not now. Say it's like the 1500s. Well, only, only not 1500s. Yeah, Latin America hadn't been established. But it was there. It was there. But like it's just mostly natives. Okay. So let's say now. Oh, no, no. It was, there was, I think the Spanish conquistadors were there by this time period. I can't remember. But it, but it was mostly just. That sounds like something off the Taco Bell menu. But so you, you basically. <laughs> <laughs> you made, hey, I'll take two of them conquistadors. But, um, but the conquistadors literally did that. They just showed up and like, oh, this is ours now. Really? So I'd be a conquistador in that time period. Yeah. <laughs> I just show up and do what they did. Maybe okay. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a bit more humane, I'd like to think, but. <laughs> You'd be a little bit more humane stealing everything from them? Well, they didn't just steal it. They, they wiped out entire tribes. Fair enough. So what, what do you think the greatest war weapon ever was? Greatest war weapon ever. That's difficult. Like, what do you mean, like. Like the single, like, a, like how much damage a single weapon could do or how efficient the weapon was? Mm. Both. Both. What do you, like, like one for each one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, the nuclear warhead is obviously the most powerful single weapon ever admitted. It's not very practical because if you use it too much, it's going to, you know, create a fallout. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, like, I feel like. So you're telling me if you use it too much, it'll create a video game? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I can go along with that. But um, yeah, the, the, so nukes are just, you know, they're, they're the most powerful single weapon ever emitted. I feel like the most efficient weapon ever, ever would probably be 
Well, it'd be a gun, obviously, but like specifics, I don't know. Sure, I feel like I feel like the AK is probably the most efficient weapon ever made. Just because it's so versatile, it's so versatile. You can just remake it over and over in every <laughs> roll, just like that meme. Yeah, you can have a short AK, long AK, exactly. close up AK, Heavy long AK. range AK, mm-hmm. no buttstock AK, mm-hmm. pistol AK. Yeah. All right, so so a nuclear warhead and an AK. Yes. What else? What do you mean? Like, what was what was something that like what was what do you think was the most like revolutionary weapon? Uh, musket, definitely. Really? Yeah. When it came out, it changed warfare on its head. Like you, warfare before muskets, were you'd establish you know a front line of, of um, swordsmen and spearmen. And then behind that, you'd have your archers and the flanks, cavalry, and back you'd have our you'd have cavalry. wait what? you'd have cavalry in the flanks. Um, your your soldiers, your infantrymen on the um, front lines, your archers behind them, and you have your artillery in the back. But with muskets, they got rid of um, the two lines; they merged them into one. So you don't have archers and infantry; you have you have just infantry. Why would they get rid of the archers? Because archers were obsolete with gunpowder. So they put them out of a job. Mm-hmm. What do you think it was like? The first guy that made the musket that took the very first shot. Well, like he is just like was in a workshop somewhere and just made this thing and he's like all right who's pulling the trigger <laughs> well the first muskets actually were invented i believe in the 1600s when medieval warfare was still dominant and they were god awful like they couldn't penetrate armor they couldn't they were <laughs> so inaccurate they couldn't they weren't useful in combat they were essentially just like put to the side as a gimmick but so are they just like like noise machines pretty much they were, they, were, they were not good at all. But as time progressed and they got better and better, they started to be more and more useful until, like in the Conquistador era, they had both muskets and swords and shields being used together. But like after the Conquistadors came in and like, uh, you know, the muskets went from being like a blunderbuss edge. To a like what? A, like a blunderbuss um, end to the barrel. Like it was like the muskets back then have like, like the barrel was straight and it ended like a blunderbuss. But oh, like it, uh, like a horn. Yeah, and um, like what they, they what they always depict in the cartoons as like an elephant gun. Yeah, and um, they 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 took that and shortened it to a, a more straight barrel, and it became way more accurate. And um, after that, pretty much. Well, because when they when they first started making them, they probably just loaded them with like what just whatever. No, they, should, they well blunderbusses, yeah, but actual muskets they used musket balls. They always use musket balls. What did, the, what did they use? Like like the very first ones? Was it just like rocks? I think it was just it was just pellets. It was just like little pellets. Pellets of what? Just lead. How did they make them? Uh, I'm just the way you make pellets. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what year is this? This is like 1600s. So they they, they didn't have pellets. Yeah, they knew, they know how to make that stuff. In the 1600s, um, cannons were already around. Really? Yeah, cannons were invented in the. I think. What do you think? What do you think the first cannon shot was like? Cannon shot. Like well, the first guy that was like, he made this cannon, and he was like, "All right, hear well, me out." The Ottomans were the first ones to make cannons, I believe. The who? Ottomans. Who's that? The Ottomans in the Middle East. Turkey. You know where Turkey is? Yeah. That was once the Ottoman Empire. No. And um, the Ottomans were this giant empire, the most powerful empire of their time, and they they had the gunpowder from Asia, and they decided, you know what? Let's take a giant brass 
barrel. We just put <laughs> gunpowder at the bottom of it. We put just a take gun, make it big. Yes, just that's how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and they and you just throw a giant stone ball because they were stone. The first cannonballs were stone, I believe. And they um they used it to um siege places down. And once once the Europeans saw that they were using cannons, they were like, oh my god, that thing tore down that wall in like an hour. And they were like, oh my god, we gotta get our hands on this. And the Europeans took it and ran with it and made it like super um just better in every way. But I, I don't understand how cannons became like popular because it, it, mainly their siege ability. They started out just being siege weapons because like they're so heavy, right? Yes. they're like thousands of pounds. You have to assemble it on the site of the siege. And how did how would that work? Like if you're if you're if you're in this place, like in this certain location to go to war, yeah. okay? But you have to like go set up yeah. to get ready for war. How does your enemy not just take you out as you're setting up for war? You'd have them encircled in a, in a siege. Like you, you, like you'd you'd have them in a siege in a in a fortress or a city, and you'd you'd um, completely surround them with their military and cut off all the choke points. So if they try to come out at you, you just gun them down. And then you'd um you'd you'd set up you you'd bring in through your uh, supply train you'd bring in the uh, the cannon piece itself and then you'd bring in the the thing that's gonna sit on like the the frame and you bring in the ammunition and the powder and so you'd have to make like a physical circle with people yes you, you, the army you'd, you'd make a circle you, if there was choke points you set up points um you set up soldiers in um in um fortified positions like you'd dig trenches and build some stakes and uh, you know that sort of thing and you'd have uh, your men lined up looking down a choke point so if they came at you that you just massacre them how did they determine like where the battle zone was well mainly it was um you know in large swaths of forests and stuff there'd be a clearing and be a very well-known clearing and one side would um would march to that clearing and intercept an enemy army. So an army would, like, they didn't intel that this army is on its way here. There's a clearing here. So we intercept them at the clearing and kill them. That's how battle happened. Oh, so there was like, most of the, everybody's like in the woods and there's just like an opening and yeah. they're just like, all right, the opening is where we're going to fight. Yeah. Like a good, a good ground is where you'd fight. And, and who fight. like, how they like, how do you, how do you organize this? Just how you do it. <laughs> like, what do you like? Because you can't just have like two armies in the woods just like hanging out, and then one day they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna fight." No, it, one army intercepts the other. One one army is unawares, and the other. other so they're army. like, so the army is like already going through this area, yes, and then they just happen to cross paths, and they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna fight." Or there'd be an army that would take a defensive position in a strategically strategically important location, and they'd force a fight. Like if and um at Waterloo. What happened was um, the uh, the British um, the British commander Wellington took up a, a, a defensive position on a hill, and that, the hill just happened to be in the uh, the middle of a of a wide road network, and you couldn't go around this hill without ever taking heavy casualties. So he forced Napoleon to attack him on the hill because of Napoleon trying so to go had around higher ground. Yeah, he had he, he had the high ground. I mean, that's smart. You know what I mean, because you always want the high ground. Yeah, and a lot of people like think like, oh, why didn't they just go around this this uh, fort? Like they they built a fort in um this area. Why didn't they just go around it? Well, to go around it, you'd have to go. Uh, usually, you'd rather have to um go around difficult terrain, which would cause casualties because you know attrition. Or you'd have to um, nutrition. Yeah, like like what are they going like like hundreds of miles? Well, if you have to uh, go through rough terrain, like if you if you try to march an army through like a really dense patch of woods, it's going to slow you down like you wouldn't believe. And people are going to take like disease is going to be rampant, and uh, your your supply wheels are going to like trains are going to get stuck, 
you're going to be slowed down by so much. And you're going you're gonna to lose. There's probably always going to be like those idiots that get hurt on the way. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, they're like, how did you do this? Well, mainly it's just, it's just disease. Like disease killed more than anything else in, back in the day. Really? Mm-hmm. And like, the wars? You know, the Civil War? Um, I, I believe the uh, casualty count was like, was like well over uh, 600,000, I believe. And I, I think it's like, f- like 500,000, 400,000 of those casualties were to disease, not fighting. Really? Yeah. Because, um, on the the very first time that you were on the podcast, you brought up that um, they would stick like musket balls inside of cows. Yes, and then like shoot them at people. Yeah, because you have disease ones on it, and then you get hit and you get sick. So I was thinking about that. Wouldn't if you put a musket ball into a cow and then got diseases on or whatever, then put it in the gun and shoot it? Wouldn't the heat of the gun sanitize the can the uh, musket ball? No. Why not? It, it just wouldn't like it wouldn't be enough to um completely cleanse the disease. Are you sure? Yeah, the, bac- the bacteria on it would still survive through a a blast like that. The, maybe not on the back side of the bullet, but on the front side. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try this out. <laughs> yeah, you have your friend Jim come over. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find somebody with a cow and see if I can, or I'll find someone that has already has a dead cow. Yeah, see if I can put a musket ball in it, and then I'll just find someone, give him twenty bucks. See if they'll let me shoot them with a the musket ball and we'll see if they get a disease. Yeah. <laughs> That's simple. Yeah. I mean, why, why can't you just recreate it? Exactly. I'm sure YouTube would absolutely love that video. Oh, definitely. So, would you rather be... <laughs> would you rather be a pirate? Pirate. I don't care what the other option is. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the other option is. No. What if the other option was like billionaire? Pirate. pirate. <laughs> You'd rather be a pirate you than could, a billionaire. You could be a billionaire as a pirate. As a pirate, you get respect as a pirate, and you're like notoriety. But pirates are like old school. So, like you don't like you don't have wait, like wait when you when what time period would I be? A Whenever pirate? pirates were popular. So 1720s, 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Sometime right there. You know, the golden age of piracy. You, it, to be a pirate in the golden age of piracy was like heaven like you you were you were in the best place you could possibly be like really you, you could do anything you wanted and no one could stop you as a pirate oh yeah the the, the, the navy didn't have the tools to stop pirates the pirates just had free reign all they had was a boat so, yeah they had they had a, a faster ship than the um what do you mean faster faster like they, they take like uh they take like a sloop which is a small ship and they just outrun the entirety of the navy because the navy couldn't catch them i thought they had guys that had to row no Really? Yeah. In the 1700s? 70, yeah. Did they have engines? No. Well, then what moved the ship? Sails. What are you, stupid? <laughs> have you ever heard of a sailboat? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Did they have wind back then? Yeah. <laughs> I had no wind yet. Elon Musk wasn't around back then. <laughs> I didn't think about sails. <laughs> 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 I, I was picturing they had like all the all the holes along the the uh, the hole of the boat, and they have all the guys underneath rowing the boat. No, those galleys. That's what a galley. So, is. so the navy had to have sailboats. Yeah, everybody has everybody has. Sailboats. So they couldn't get the same size sails as the pirates. The, they have bigger sails, but the ship would be heavier. Weight is what determines how, how fast you were, and those pirates were always lighter. So why couldn't they just lighten their ship? Because they wouldn't have as much firepower to deal with the other navies. If you if you were in warfare back then, you, the biggest ship won the battle. But biggest ships were slow, and they couldn't catch small ships. 
So if these small ships were to um, go head to head with a big ship, they'd get blown out of the water before they even had a chance. Like you'd literally have a, a small ship of like a pirate in a navy ship, and the pirate would shoot the navy ship, and its, it's um, cannonballs would literally bounce off, do nothing, and the navy ship would shoot back, and there'd just be a puff of smoke, and the uh, pirate ship would be disintegrated. So do these, how do you know about pirates? A lot. <laughs> did, did they just like just roam around just looking for someone to pick a fight with? Well, they they uh, follow along merchant routes. So there were certain sailing routes, like routes that were the uh, currents and wind. Were How did they know where they were going? Because they would use um, the astrolabes and stuff like that. About what? Compasses and astrolabes. And astrolabes is what helps you track the stars. Like they navigate through the stars. Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds miserable. Yeah. You have, you have to be very, very smart. Pirate captains were very smart. What was that? Virus and threat protection. Uh, it's probably the NSA trying to get in while we're talking about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think like an average day on a pirate ship was like? Well, you'd just be you know, roaming around trying to uh, <laughs> find a merchant ship. Just looking for somebody, something to steal. Mm-hmm. You'd like find a merchant ship or find like a... An, you know, uh, help us town to a raid. So what would they do? Just like get close to it and then just start jumping off their ship and onto well, that ship? Well, first, the first thing they'd do is um, they'd use usually chain shot. So you'd have two two um, cannonballs and a chain that runs between them to connect it. And that, can, that chain shot would be used to destroy the sails or even demast the ship to take the mast off the ship. So once it had this... Did all of the... Because the merchant ships were basically just like a modern day or a, like a what is now like a container ship. Just taking no, like. No, no, no. Nowhere near that big. Well, not that big. But like what I'm saying is they just took like goods back and forth. Yeah. And they had no weapons on them usually. Okay. So they were completely defenseless. Yeah. Mostly defenseless. Unless you had like a really big one. How many. So like how many of these things got like taken out? A lot. So like if they like. Because <laughs> like I'm thinking if they continually kept getting taken out. Why didn't they put weapons on them? They did. They just couldn't have enough. Like some of them would have like four or six cannons on them, but you could never outgun a pirate ship. You could just like usually they just use them to deter smaller ships, like so a sloop couldn't get you. But if a pirate ship came up with a brig, which is a much bigger ship, like it's sm- it'd be smaller than the merchant ship, but it'd have like three or four times the amount of cannons. So you'd still be outgunned hopelessly. Were any of the pirate ships like in cahoots? Was there like yeah. three or four pirate ships together? Oh yeah, there was like like gangs of pirate ships. Oh, there's tons. Of, there, there were lots of gangs of pirate ships. There was there was one pirate ship that was very famous because he was in the Caribbean area and he managed to um, capture like fourteen or fifteen ships, like big ships, like frigates, and even a man of war. A frigate, frigates. That's what it's called. It's a frigate. That's a big ship. It's like a military ship. Like mm. like a frigate nowadays is what a cruiser would be in in um. In modern times, like a frigate was back then, it was a cruiser now, and a man, a man of war is a battleship back then. So, like, I don't know what I was gonna say now. Or a ship of the line is what it's really called. A what? Ship of the line. A ship of the line is like like the the standard battleship. Like all the countries in the world, the biggest countries used ship of the lines back then. So why didn't they just like? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure this probably is a stupid question because <laughs> this probably wouldn't have ever worked. Why didn't they just pay the pirates to take the goods back and forth? Because they're going to take the ships anyway. They would pay the other sides would pay pirates to raid the other supply lines. So if you're if you're France and you're trying to get um, you're trying to mess up Britain, you'd pay pirates to go out and uh, attack British merchant ships, but not attack your ships. So you're it's like you were like 
like paying like an anarchy group it's, it's kind of to like they were called privateers privateers were paid by uh, they were they were given legal rights to raid merchant ships of the enemy what do you mean legal rights because like there's no like there's no there wasn't any laws out on the ocean right no but if you were a french ship and you saw a, a french privateer you couldn't attack him why not because they had a lot the legal right to do what they're doing how would they what are they how are they going to punish them to do what how what, what for that's what i'm saying like if you because you said like if it's like a french pirate ship yeah and then they see like a french um merchant, mer- ship. merchant ship and then they attack them then then they'd be traitors they'd be they'd be treasonous but how would they know they wouldn't what are they know. gonna do call them up on their cell phones <laughs> and be like hey they're taking us down it had to be like a survivor of the, the french merchant ship or something if not then they just wouldn't know so basically the only way that you could get like a bad reputation is just word of mouth. Pretty much, yeah. So like it just some some snitch was on the boat and he was just like, hey, they came up and killed everybody but me. Yeah. There, there are so many pirates that are like, they did crazy stuff. Like everybody knows Blackbeard, but there's so many other pirates that are like even more successful than Blackbeard. What was he known for? He was known for just being terrifying. Like he was, he was the most ruthless <laughs> pirate ever. That's it. He was just ruthless. He was just really, really, really angry guy. He was also so, so he had a bad temper. And he was. He was also a giant. He was like like back then the average height was like 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 five six or something like that. And he was like like six four. He was a, he was a giant. And he had <laughs> like he was a tough guy to bring down. And what what like was this like seventeen hundreds? Yeah, somewhere around there, like seventeen forties, I think. So, so they just had like they obviously they weren't like rich, right? Yeah, yeah sometimes they were. Some of them were. <laughs> like some pirates able to, were able to get like like really 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 good holes. Like they'd um like they'd find a merchant ship that just happened to have diamonds or something on it, and they just they'd be like set for life. They just retire. They just so they just parked the boat and they're just like, all right, we're good. Yeah, they didn't need anything else. But most of the time they just kept going because it was the thrill of it. <laughs> they just liked being like rebels out out in the sea. Yeah, because like, there was there was pride in being a pirate. Really? Yeah, you were an outlaw. Like you you were. Oh well, yeah, I guess you were like the outlaw against yeah. everybody. Yeah. What was the? Who was like the greatest pirate? I think it was Calico Jack. I think that's who it was. Like the most the successful one. I think I've heard that name somewhere before. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it was Calico Jack, but I don't, remember what, I don't remember what on or what for. No, 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 no. I know who was the, the greatest pirate of all time. It was a Chinese pirate named um it was a it was a girl. It was a, a like she was like like the uh like the pirate queen. I forget what I was like Wu or something like that, like Lady Wu or something like that. But she was incredibly like just overloaded. <laughs> like she had, she, I think she had like seven hundred ships under her. what? Something like that crazy. Like she had the entire Chinese coast to herself. Like no one, not even the. Like so the there was like this many pirate ships out in the ocean in China. Yeah, because um, well, not in the, in the Caribbean they had a lot, but China, in China they had the organized piracy under her, and she literally controlled the Chinese coast. Like the Chinese navy couldn't do anything. If you wanted to get through the Chinese coast, like one way or another, you had to pay for protection from the, the pirate queen. So these were like the good old days. These are like, this is way back. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So she controlled the entire coast. The entire China and if coast. you if you wanted to bring stuff into China, you got to talk to her. You got to you got to go through her ships. That's like a like a what would be like now like a modern day like drug cartel in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It'd be like like this. This is our town. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Can you imagine having <sighs> having that much power back then? Yeah. That'd be like even if you didn't have like a dime to your name. That would be, yeah. You say you have all the power. Mm-hmm. You'd be more than like a like a president. You'd be a, you'd be a queen or a king. Oh, but um, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Um, and the first topic you talked about, uh, which country I'd take over. Um, right. I actually had an experience, something something very close to that. We um, <laughs> some some of my friends online, we got together on um on a game a game called Tabletop uh, Simulator, and we we made our own game. And it was uh, like it was. It took place in um, 2077, I believe it was. And <laughs> so this is future. Yes, far into the future. And it's like we had like a world map, and everybody put. put Did you pick 2077 for uh, because of Cyberpunk 77? No, this is before Cyberpunk. This is a happy accident. No, oh. but um, but everybody like picked their own countries, and you'd have to manage your whole country as like a the country leader. And um, I picked Latin America. I picked the Latin League. It was, it was basically like all of South America unified. Um, and it was my job to manage the Latin League and make sure it didn't like crumble and make sure I, I was able to keep the, the people happy and keep the military strong and keep our borders safe. And um, how I did it was uh, in the beginning, uh, China had a strong uh, grip on my economy. Like all my economic goods were produced by China and China was being played by. And, well, friends. hold on. Back up. In this game, this like in this game, you have a guy that like makes the storyline, right? Yes. So like. You have how many people do you play with? Well, in, in in that game we had five people, I think. And here, the players were um, I was the Latin League. So, like, just for just for the people that are listening, you, like you you basically made your own board game, yes, but on a computer, yes. and then you have you and what three other people yeah. pick your places, yeah. and then there's like one guy that controls the yeah, story the, guy, the storyboard. Called a GM, he was the, the game master. He would control the, <laughs> the game master. <laughs> I was thinking general manager. <laughs> <laughs> he controls everything that happens. Um, but it's like if you've uh, played D and D before, then that's what it is. But in like a, a strategic game instead of a role playing game. Um, but yeah, we had um we had these countries. So was, what what keeps him like what encourages him to make everything like fair? Just being a good, good GM. No, if, if we didn't, if we, he was so a good he GM. could he could just be like, all right, so these people nuked your entire country. Yeah, he, he could have done that, but we we, we would all have been and like, then you're just kind of done. And we would all have been like, that's a dumb. You're you're a bad GM. This guy's our new GM. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a good GM. He was fair for the most part. I like how you you stick with the GM. Yeah, <laughs> it's not game master. It's GM. Yeah, you gotta shorten it. Did you give him like a like a little badge? He had in, GM in Discord. He had a a thing that said GM. <laughs> on his uh, profile picture and w- was that just like just like what he wanted to do like he yeah. didn't really want to participate he, he in the was, game he's the one who made the entire thing he, he made the, the rules he made the um the map he made the map and everything yeah he made it all his how game, long did that take it took him like like well he said it took like a month but he actually only worked on it like one or two days a month no so he, <laughs> he probably could have done the whole thing in like less than a week no, so he just drug it out forever. Yeah. Ever. Um, but he like he made this uh, this whole um, like world and everything. He had like stuff written down, and um, so the players on the on the world stage was Earth. It was just Earth. I was playing as unified. Was it flat? Yes. 
<laughs> the map was. <laughs> and um, I was playing as Unified to South America. And I was called the Latin League. So it was like Brazil took over all the other countries and formed the Latin League. And it was a democratic country. Then you had Germany. It was played um, by my other friend. And he um, he was a, he started out as like a democracy emperor, empire hybrid. Like he was, he was a constitutional empire, I think. And um, like he was having kind of like part fascist, part democratic. And um, he had to um, deal with his thing called the Reichstag. The what? <laughs> the Reichstag, which is uh, his like, his like elect, his uh, Congress basically. And we had another guy named, um, uh, who was playing as uh, China. And China had literally taken over all of Asia. So imagine all of Asia, Indochina, India, when well, India, or India was controlled by Germany. Um, he had uh, he had the entirety of China and all. Doesn't Ch- doesn't China pretty much isn't China most of Asia already? Yes, but it, like picture actually actually all of, like the entirety of Pacific, um, including Australia. No, 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 wait, no. Australia was controlled by Germany because Germany had been the world power. How's Australia controlled by Germany? Because Germany had fought a war against um, the rest of Europe for control of the colonies and it owned Australia all. is it is its own thing. Yeah, it was taken over by Germany <laughs> in this world. Um, because the main powerhouses were Germany and China. China had taken over the entire of the East and Germany had controlled almost all of the West. And um <laughs> so, but the EU still survived through um Italy, France, Spain, no, Spain was on Germany's side. Uh, UK, UK. And um what happened was uh, China controlled all of um, Asia and a huge portion of Russia. Russia had been torn to pieces by Germany and uh, China, mainly China. And it was just, it was down to like a small blob next to Sweden. And you were just Latin America. I was Latin America. I was, I was unified Latin America. And one guy was China. And China was special because it was, it was literally like a, a conglomerate. Like it, there was no government. It was just businesses. <laughs> businesses controlled Everything it's like capitalism at its most severe and horrifying state possible because like you, it was separated into like thousands of districts and in these districts you'd have um, like managers that would control the entirety of the district which which was a workforce they didn't have a population they had a workforce <laughs> everyone was employed to do something if you didn't do that job you were killed on the spot really yes and so you, so you everybody had a quota to meet and the quota was impossible to meet and so people died all the time but people like the area had so many people in it like tens of billions of people in it that it was better if you lose people because you depopulate the overpopulation area <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like okay wow <laughs> so there's those four big company leaders and i forget the name of them like there were, there were names to these company leaders and um each one had like a they had a they cornered the market on one thing and then there was the guy playing China, which was not one of these leaders. He was the guy that, in the actual government who was being told what to do by the leaders. And he was just kind of like trying to balance, make sure the country didn't tear itself apart. <laughs> so so he'd, he'd be Fair like, enough. Yeah, he'd be like, I, I want to improve public health. And because um, he was the president, technically, but not really. Yeah. And he'd come to the leaders and they'd be like, nah, not profitable. And he'd just get shot down. <laughs> <laughs> not profitable. Yeah. We want our people to live. Nah. No. Never mind. They're not important. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had um, one so guy. Which, which people do you want to live? All of them? Because we don't need all of them. Uh, <laughs> only the most profitable people. <laughs> They're all about profit. It was like. If, it was like if, keep, keep, keep the rich ones. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was the most class divided place you could ever imagine. <laughs> if you don't make six figures, you're out. Exactly. Um, and then you had a guy played in Sweden, and he literally tried to turn modern day Sweden into a into the Viking days. 
he he like you can make your own rules make your own laws he made yeah. a, he made it a law <laughs> where if two people had a uh, a legal disagreement they would have a trial by combat so you would uh, get into a courtroom you're both given swords and the person who who uh, won the fight to the death won the legal argument and they were just ready to go that sounds like my kind of court mm-hmm. give give people swords just let them fight it out yeah and he, he also made it to where his the, the leader of the country would be decided by tribal combat as well so what was the difference between this is kind of off topic but what was the difference between not the difference but like we talked about pirates yeah. what about vikings? vikings like what was like what's like there's not really much of a difference between a pirate and a viking not right really they're just older just older a lot older yeah well, when, when were Vikings? Vikings were the like 700s, 800s. 700s? Mm-hmm. And then pirates were still like 1700s. Yeah, like a thousand years later. Oh. So they just kind of copied Vikings. Kind of. But Vikings were more like arguably more successful than pirates because they actually established their own kingdom. So would you rather be a Viking or a pirate? So be a pirate, to be honest, because you just know more. Like there'd be more to uh, achieve, really. Like you had more stuff to work with. But you'd go down in history as you go down in history greater probably as a pirate. pirate as, yeah, definitely as a pirate. Yeah, or as a Viking. I mean, no, because pirates. Well, because you said more known. the Vikings were more, uh, yeah, but, more like established but and stuff. The part back in the Viking days, history wasn't being written as Did much. Did Vikings have sails? No. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. They they, they had both sails and um, oars. So they row and sail at the same time. <laughs> so they were double fast. Yeah, and um. Because the, the most famous Viking was uh, Ragnar Ragnarsson, I believe. Oh, no, Ragnar Lothbrok, I think. And he, Ragnar Ragnarsson? No, Ragnar Ragnarsson <laughs> was his son. <laughs> and They had such creative names yeah, back then. I believe it was his son. And, um, he, you he shall was, be Ragnar Ragnarsson. No, it wasn't Ragnar Ragnarsson. It was Ragnar Lothbrok and his son was like like Ivan the Boneless and like some other people. Oh, no, Bjorn, the whatever his name, Ironhide. Bjorn Ironhide Lothbrok or something like that. But Ragnar Lothbrook was um, the guy who took over Northern England, I believe. And he, he established like a kingdom in Northern England. Hmm. So you'd still rather be a pirate. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would win if the pirates and the Vikings fought each other? Pirates, definitely. Because you, you think? Absolutely. The pirates could just blast the uh, Vikings out. The pirates are faster. Pirates are more. Agile. The Vikings didn't have any weapons. They, the only thing they can do is board. Well, and throw javelins, but... They one. threw javelins? Yeah, across, like, naval, naval combat back then was just throwing javelins and, <laughs> and firing arrows across the ships and ramming. <laughs> ramming? hmm So they would just drive their, like... Did they ever... I'm not sure they probably sunk themselves sometimes. No, no. If, 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 uh, if you hit it right, the front of your ship just splits the other ship in half. <laughs> if they're designed that way. So this is like caveman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just like that's how wars were riding fought. real close and they're just throwing javelins. That's exactly how wars were fought back in the um the Greek days. The but I'm sure we're probably the javelins are probably what made of wood, I'm assuming. Ma- made of wood and had an iron tip. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> and they're just throwing them. Yeah, so like <laughs> so it probably didn't even do anything. It, hardly. Did, it did if you hit someone on the other ship. Yeah. Well, if you hit somebody, but yeah. if you hit the ship, yeah, it just it like would stick into it like a dartboard. I would either stick to it or fall off. <laughs> so if the well, that once they throw it, they can't get it back. No. So how long did it take to make one spear? Probably not that long. Well, it would, it'd just have to find a stick and sharpen, like you know, smooth it out. Exactly. Put a uh, iron tip on it. 
That'd be a long time back then. Well, no, back in the 700s. Yeah, think about it. it's either like you can make you can mass produce these things. So it's just a, like a, a blacksmith can just spend well, all day. Like mass produce is like what ten. Back in the <laughs> that's like that's what if mass can, produces. If you, can, if you can like make ten javelins and kill five people, that's still a pretty big deal. But you can throw ten javelins in one minute. I mean, maybe if you're good enough. What do you mean? Like, you throw it accurately. Like you, you wouldn't just want to go like chuck over and over like a machine gun. You want to you know, <laughs> line up the shot. It'd be like a, um, like Elf when he's doing all the snowballs. Yeah. Like just have like like a big pile of javelins. You just start throwing them at the ship. <laughs> the Vikings are just like this guy right here. This is a good one. <laughs> Everybody just gives up their <laughs> gives up their little pile of spears, <laughs> and they're just like, okay, here you can throw them all. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, we took down every ship in our path. Yeah, and sometimes they even uh, throw axes because throwing axes were big there too. Oh, you wouldn't want to throw your axe. Maybe if it was, if it was designed for throwing. Yeah, I mean, Anything any axe like, can be thrown. I mean, yeah, but accurately. You think they really knew the difference between a regular axe and a throwing axe? Yes, they they, they did use they made throwing axes. You said this was the seven hundreds. Yeah, I think you're overestimating these people. No. I don't think they were that bright. No, they they, they, were, they knew what they were doing. How would they how would they establish the difference? Which size? If it's small enough to be, to be thrown accurately, the throwing axe. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> what do you think they were eating on those ships? Eating, um, probably just like salted meat and some vegetables. <laughs> they didn't have vegetables. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> Not they hadn't invented yet. They didn't have any on the ship. They might, they might have. <laughs> Where would they have got them? From uh, raiding. From what? Raiding. Oh. Because they might, they got most of their food. What are they going to like dive down to the ocean and get like a they'd, an ocean they'd, carrot? They'd fish too a lot. So that's just fish? Yeah. Would they salt the fish? Probably. Smoke them. <laughs> some boat, smoke them or salt. You can't smoke it on a boat. Well, I'm not saying when you on the boat, you, you on the land, and they'd bring it to the boat. You think that you think anybody tried to smoke it on the boat? Probably <laughs> to just burn down the entire boat. <laughs> Speaking of that, I want you to tell the story of uh, your Minecraft house. Oh my god! <laughs> so, um, hold on, let me let me check the time. Yeah, that that would be a perfect way to end is with the story of the Minecraft house. All right, I'll, I'll tell. Traumatize myself again. <laughs> so we it had was a, the greatest thing in the whole world. This is when this is when Minecraft first came out. If, right? It first came out for the Xbox 360. Yeah, it's, yeah, 360. So it's probably like what? Probably 2011, probably 11 or 12 or something like that. But um, yeah, see, probably 12. See, Tyler had um, he had established himself in a beautiful dirt mansion <laughs> and um I, I did not feel it was, i think what did i just make i think i just made like a like a dirt room basically yeah and then like just like one like a single floor room yeah just a giant dirt room <laughs> then yeah and then you built like this giant wood house yeah you, you were like the impoverished part of the map <laughs> in the lower class <laughs> i just built mine just quick and dirty yeah you were you were a, a, a minimalist yeah, yeah, I was a minimalist. That's what I was. And then I decided, you know, I didn't want to leave, live in a, um, a dirt home. So, and um, th- this is after before before you built this. This was after multiple times of 
you building something like big and then while you were building your house i would be underneath of your house hollowing out the bottom side of it and filling it all with dynamite and then just waiting for you to finish he was jealous of my success and i would just tunnel out the the hole underneath your house with like i think i would probably go like four or five layers of dynamite (laughs) so that way whenever you'd get done it would just take out everything that you've done you were an anarchist (laughs) pretty much and i was like just trying to build society <laughs> yeah, because I would take out everything. I'd just blow up the whole thing. Yeah, uh, but I, I I decided I had enough of living next to him, so I I, I put some distance between me. And the <laughs> yeah, you moved, you moved out because we were building our houses side by side. No, because no, I, I I didn't want to build it side by side by you. I, I I built it like a ways away. Like I went over the river. Well, that's what I'm saying. Before we were side by side, yes. and then after I blew it up so many times, yeah. then you just had to move I was away. Like, this is not a good neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I decided to put some distance between me. And the enemy. And I, I went across the river, over the mountains, went away, you know. And um, I found a good spot. And I decided, this is where I'm going to put it. This is where I'm going to build my dream home. <laughs> I, I took some wood. I built, like, like three stories of um of this wooden house, like this mansion. And I decided, you know what? I, like, it was, it was a nice house. Yeah. And what happened was, during the construction, a creeper came in and blew up and, uh, like, got rid of all my progress. So, I was like, I need to do something to get rid of these creepers. <laughs> I was like, I can do water, but they might get over the water. Like they might survive the the water and jump out of it and get get to me. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm I'm gonna build lava a around lava, my house, a lava, lava moat, a lava moat around my house <laughs> to stop the creepers from getting to me. And I I, I you know I, I, there was one factor I didn't you know considered. So I, I get done filling the moat with lava, and like I'm, I'm down this ditch. Like this, like one by one, I block ditch that I built around my house in like a rectangle. And like after I'm putting down the Get finished putting down those lava blocks. I look up and I don't have a house anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently lava was able to spread and catch my house on fire <laughs> and burn it to the ground. <laughs> I remember that was the greatest thing ever because I remember, <laughs> I remember you were building it like because I because I, I remember like watching you like over the days because you spent like what by week couple weeks or so no like a couple of days yeah, or a couple of days on the house and then it, like you had like paintings and like chests mm-hmm. and stairs and like all this like all this intricate details stuff the whole I house had, i had a balcony yeah you had like all this stuff and then i remember you just like, running into my room and you're like my house is on fire my house is on fire and i was like how why is your house on fire and then you're, and you're like the love is set on fire <laughs> it was i was distraught <laughs> It was the greatest thing ever. Because <laughs> after I had destroyed all those houses that weren't even like that that good of houses, they were just kind of like rudimentary houses. <laughs> and then you go and just burn your own house down. <laughs> it was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> so you were homeless again. And, you, yeah. <laughs> you, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Did you did you ever fill in the lava moat? I think so. Or did you? No, no, no. I, I, I gave up on that idea. I was like, this, this, this place is cursed. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm did you move house. again? I'm, I'm, I moved back to where you were. And I built that super, super tall stone mansion. Remember? And then you blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> did I really blow it up? Yeah. I don't remember blowing it up. <laughs> did I just blow everything up? Basically. <laughs> that, was, that was just destructive. <laughs> You know, I got on Minecraft not too long ago to blow things up. <laughs> like probably like two weeks ago. I did, I did uh, <clears throat> I found this tall mountain 
and I tunneled from the top of the mountain to the bottom of the map. And then like, you know, that, yeah. that many blocks. And then I did that for like from top to bottom, probably like probably like 40 by 40. Like 40 blocks by 40 blocks from top to bottom of dynamite. Yeah. And just blew out just a giant hole in the entire map. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to do. <sighs> Those are the golden days. Yeah, some some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> didn't didn't we uh didn't we start a forest fire on there one time? I think so. Or we tried or something? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Yeah, those are the golden days. Mm-hmm. And chicken wing came in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there was what were we were because we we played on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So like there was, do you remember if there were like if, was there different servers? Yeah, or was like, just like every like console kind of had their own server or something? I think it was like there was like a server list or something like that. Yeah, I think that, that might be a server list or something because there was like there was some way that we we were by ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> and then like for some reason there was never anybody with us ever no. it was just us and then we were i don't remember what we were doing i think we were just probably just playing around just yeah. doing regular minecraft stuff mm-hmm. and then uh we had we've had what we built like, a couple houses and like <laughs> i forget what else we did but we had like a whole like like civilization pretty much made yeah and then this idiot <laughs> that had his gamer tag was chicken wang and chicken wang came into our game one day and then what did he do he stole all of our food he stole all of it all the pork chops and everything. Yeah, he stole all of our pork chops stole pretty much everything we had and then didn't he like blow our houses up yeah he, he blew up uh your house i think yeah he blew up my house and like we didn't even know that he was there no. at first because like we were like <clears throat> just out doing something or yeah. whatever and then we come back into the house and then there he is <laughs> inside of our houses stealing everything we got and we can't stop him because we didn't have a because he took our weapons yeah so we couldn't even stop him <laughs> we're just defenseless just sitting there watch this guys take all of our food all of our weapons and then blow our houses he was, up. He was a tyrant he was <clears throat> well actually i told that story backwards you did Be- huh i think you did actually yeah because no did did Chicken Wing mess with us first, or did we mess with him? First? I think I'm pretty sure we messed him first. Well, that is so long ago. Yeah. Well, the way I told it makes it sound like we were being attacked. Yeah. Even, well, we, even we, though we, yeah. I think I think we kind of deserved it. Uh, it might have been like a retaliatory strike. I think I think that's what it was because I think we got into his server and destroyed all his stuff. Probably, probably this is war, or maybe. I don't remember which way it was. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna say that he came and messed with us first because that makes, makes us sound better. Yes, because that makes us it look, justifies us. That makes us look better. Yeah. <clears throat> but I know at some point we definitely went to his server and blew up all of his stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, chicken it was, wing, it was rightful um, clay of ours. Oh yeah, it was. It was totally deserved. Yeah, it was justified. Anyway, that's how we the story of chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? No, I mean, uh, I could go on about the, um, the, um, the game where I was talking about where <laughs> we had that uh, future civilization, but I think we're out of time. No, nah, we're, we're right out of time. Yeah. All right. So I guess we'll go ahead and end it there. All right.